0: Welcome to Mecha Nation's Flashback, a side project devoted to spotlighting diverse voices within the greater Mecha community. Uh, I am your host, PMC Trilogy, and with me today I have Aaron from Blind Wave. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for uh, having me.
0: So, if y'all don't know what Blind Wave is, and you can correct me, because I-, I wanted to make sure I got this right. Okay. Blind Wave is a crew that puts out a prolific amount of content, which includes reactions, reviews... Live streams, tabletop gaming, and more, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, those reactions and reviews do include anime, and uh, you know, even in twenty twenty one, includes uh, some mecha anime. Yeah, specific shows I think we'll we'll probably touch on later. Uh, in twenty nineteen, Blindwave uh, covered both seasons of Code Geass, both Code Geass and Code Geass R two, uh, as well as uh, a few months back, wrapping up coverage of Top and Tanga Goran Lagan. Yeah, uh, and so some you know some some big shows from from the late 2000s uh I'm really really excited to just kind of touch base with you which what also makes us really fun too, I just want to highlight at the top is that right now uh as of the time that we're recording this I usually try not to spoil when recording is happening but at this time y'all are are partway through uh, a 6 year anniversary sequence where you're ranking all the shows that you've watched is that
1: right <laughs> yeah actually we just uh We've been doing our reactions and reviews for uh about 6 years now as of mm. April and uh we have about 100 different shows that we've uh covered on the channel and we're tier listing them all uh based on kind of a an, an overall look of like just shows in general that we've seen and everything and how we feel about different shows and we're ranking all of them there's animes there's live actions all kinds of stuff.
0: Mm, yeah, no I I so I I tuned in of course just to the uh the Code Yeahs and Goran Lagan segments. Um, some of them you know, I, I do have a w- one of the ongoing Mechanations jokes is that uh, fellow co-host Ignis Maddox is mm-hmm. a constant evangelist for Hunter Hunter. Ah. and uh, but I and I, I I screencapped like your your work in progress rankings and, and sent them uh to our, our planning document and and he was like, yo, what's going on here? Like, A tier? Like, what, what is this? And I said, don't worry about it. They haven't finished it
1: yet. We'll, we'll revisit this. <laughs> maybe yeah. someday. No, the whole thing, like, num- number one, I want to leave it as, like, a living kind of uh, tier list mm. thing. Like, maybe revisit it next year and kind of see how things have kind of fit. Because uh, sometimes it's better when things have sat with you for a bit. Hunter Hunter, we haven't even finished yet. We still have. Right. I don't know how many episodes of that left. And, uh, no, also, once we get it all kind of fit there, like, get all the shows on the list, and then see maybe what needs to go up and down a little bit and rearranged once we kind of just get everything on there, you know? So it definitely yeah. it's definitely a, a, a venture.
0: I think it's what's really interesting too, also as time goes on, you know, you are you're left to compare and contrast things you've more recently watched with things that have been have been sitting. You already mentioned you know things changing as you as you sit with them. Mm-hmm. Uh but I know like we we've done just in our short lifespan of, of two years you know, we had done year-end uh, sort of rankings. You know, we did, like, little, little groupings. And already I could see that, like, in the in the Mecha Nations canon, you know, which is only, like, 14 shows, uh, <laughs> you know, things were already shifting. And I can only imagine, you know, with, uh, with 100 shows what that looks like.
1: Sure. There's always new shows that you haven't seen that you then mm-hmm. have to account for. And there's also the nostalgia. Uh, you know, the longer you've had something where, like, maybe that was your first Mecha you had or your first whatever. And then it's like... You know, we just had a that new Mortal Kombat movie that came out, and it's like, well, if I had seen this first, how would I have felt versus the '95 Mortal Kombat that I just have nostalgia for because I was younger and I loved it when I was a kid. You know, so there's just oh, yeah. there's no, always absolutely. that bias. There's a bias you got to mm-hmm. beat.
0: Well, that that gives me an excellent segue. So the the flashback format typically is that we're going to focus on just highlighting. How you got to where you are and what you do, and then at the end we'll probably dive in on some uh, Code Geass Gorn Lagan takes. And now that does mean for the beginning, I do want to I do want to get some Aaron origin story here. Mm-hmm. We find a lot that the, and this is a no brainer, but access tends to shape taste. Sure, uh, you know, for MechaNations, one of our first shows that we covered was Gundam Wing which was a formative experience for us because it was on Toonami on Cartoon Network in like 2000, 2001. And that was just the, you know, just the right time that it kind of ignited our interest in you in our specific topic. Uh, so I wanted to ask you when you were watching, you know, I, I don't know what p- part- kinds of shows you would have been watching as a kid, but like what did what shows were you watching and how did you access them?
1: Sure. No. um, well i a lot of the shows i watched probably came from i mean the farthest back i can remember i don't remember there was one house i don't remember how i would watch tv but i know we had satellite eventually so i remember watching like fox disney cartoon network a few things i remember fox having like digimon like if you're looking at anime specifically that was one that i definitely watched when i was a kid uh especially like the first season which felt like three seasons because it was just so long it was very but, long yeah, yeah like i was like that's only one season that's crazy um but no, I remember that, uh, like I knew I knew of like, as far as animes go, like Dragon Ball Z and stuff were out there on like Cartoon Network, but they never really hooked me or anything. I was always mm-hmm. watching, uh, like if you go with, I, I spent a lot of time on Fox Kids watching like uh, Animated Spider-Man and Power Rangers and uh, stuff like that for Saturday morning cartoons and whatnot. And I remember Digimon kind of being in there and that was probably the first anime, probably Pokemon a little bit, but even still, I didn't stay... Consistent with that, like I did with Digimon.
0: Were you watching Fox Kids when they had that run of Escaflone? Do you remember that at all?
1: No. No Even After your Time. I yeah, think okay. So. That's fair.
0: no <laughs> was, There was just a very weird you know, I mean this happened I, I think more infamously with shows that are probably past our time, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Sure. Yu Gi Oh yeah. famously had like the guns edited out and things like that. Um but but Escaflone also was was another one and, 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 and I was just curious, but uh, but you mentioned Digimon. I See, this is something I wanted to actually ask about because uh, yeah, I mentioned Blind Wave does a lot of different stuff. One mm-hmm. of the things that you do uh, is Twitch streaming. You've been getting into Twitch streaming. I know yeah. the Blind Wave Twitch channel got uh, got partnered last year. And one of the things I've seen uh, you do a lot, uh, and also more recently the whole group together, is uh, Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. You seem very big on Pokemon, a uh, deep love of Bulbasaur, which I respect. Bulbasaur yeah. is the best generation one starter. Easy. They don't even have to think about it. He's great for the
1: game. He's great competitively. He's great, you know. He's just great.
0: He's just very good. And so I was really curious because, um, you know my uh, my spouse is a uh, a big fan. That's how actually I came to know about Blind Wave and how I I, I think I would have met you in face to face in August 2019 yeah. at WaveCon. Remember remember going to things face to face?
1: Yeah, right. And back in the day.
0: Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Oh, God. And so, anyway, she said that, you know, you, you, Digimon was a big one for you, but now here you are a big Pokemon player, which surprised me, because I feel like, uh, you know, for me, I know I watched the Pokemon show and played the Pokemon game, uh, but that wasn't the case for you. You were, you remember Digimon more as your your stalwart.
1: Yeah, uh, Digimon, I mean, that's probably my first anime that I actually, mm. like, was consistent with, that I liked, that I watched, I enjoyed the story, you know, knew all the character names, like, Pokemon, like... I would catch little bits here and there. I never had a handheld uh growing up. I didn't have a Game Boy or anything, so I never okay. played any of the Pokémon games themselves. Right. Um I do remember on like PlayStation 1, I think it was, playing like one of the Digimon games. Um, oh, do you have any idea which one? Probably not, right? No, man, I forget. Okay. All, all I remember <laughs> is like you got to start off with like uh Algumon or Gabumon mm-hmm. or something along those lines and then like as you went through that one Digimon would digivolve into like all kinds of different stuff. As opposed to, like... I was used to, like, oh, here's Agumon. There's the Greymon. He goes on up, you know? But this one, like, you could have Agumon, and eventually you got to, like, Andromon or something weird. And I was like, I don't know how this works. Um, I did try a yeah, Cyber
0: I, I know which I know which game it is. It's Digimon World is the <laughs> one that you're describing. <laughs> there you and, go. I'm uh, really and you're absolutely right. It is incredibly <laughs> mystified. Like, if you're a kid playing that game, and you expect... Especially because I, I came to it from Pokemon. Yeah. And so I expected pretty... You know, pretty tried and true, on Rails, you get to X level, you evolve. digivolve, evolve. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I that is expect- not
1: Digimon World. <laughs> I was even like, well, I will digivolve and then I'll come back down to like Agumon. They'll stay there mm-hmm. all the time, you know? And but well, like a no, TV uh, show. Yeah. It-, it was so it was so different. So I never really played that one too much. Mm-hmm. Um it was uh it was actually in uh, pfft, what two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere in that range, uh Heart Gold came out in Soul Silver with mm-hmm. the poke walker and at that point i was an adult i could buy my own stuff so i had a ds and i, I bought i bought a uh, heart gold and that was my first like actual pokemon game i had played like coliseum before i had played pokemon snap which i loved pokemon snap and i had played, you uh, uh, you
0: get new pokemon snap Is oh that yeah. On? yeah
1: yeah d- yeah okay. that's uh that's gonna be taking over pokemon day where i'm gonna be playing pokemon mm. snap for a while so um but no i'll be uh I, I, I played the cards. I played Snap. I played like Coliseum or Stadium or, you know, any of those ones. But Heart Gold was my first real Pokemon game and, uh, it played like the cards. It played like the show. You know, you had your, did, yeah. your, your Pokemon and they were who they were supposed to be and they evolved into what you expected them to, you know? Um, I did eventually try, um, I think it was called Cyber Sleuth. Uh one of the Oh yeah for PS4. The, yeah, one of the newer yeah. Digimon games. I tried that and it seemed a little bit better. It was a little slower and uh much I more pl- traditional. Yeah. You know. I played it a little bit and I I never finished that one either though. Uh it didn't hold my attention as much as like I guess Pokemon did, but I also hadn't watched as much newer I don't I don't even know how far Digimon has gone now. I, I watched the first yeah. two seasons, I know.
0: Um, I don't know if I don't know if Cyber Sleuth actually corresponds to any anime. Um, I know, like, obviously, I think we're familiar from our childhood with the first two seasons of mm -hmm. Digimon. My understanding is that there is a third season of Digimon, right?
1: Or something like that.
0: Something like that. It's it's written it's written by the the same guy who did like the I think uh I wanna say the big O St- my co host Steven Hero is gonna yell at me in the future for this <laughs> for messing up this writing credit. But it's like a darker, weirder story. Okay, the, the third season of Digimon. And I, I could not tell you about later later uh series. Mm-hmm. But CyberSleuth, I don't think is connected to anything. Okay. Um I, I did finish that one. It it's but it is very traditional. Like it's it's it is a normal three team you know, three Digimon team our turn based RPG, you know, yeah. as, as you recall from playing it. So uh it's good it's like super solid if you enjoy that kind of thing. But you know, if you're looking for more the more interactive thing, and that's like so you said you were playing Heart Gold and Soul Silver, obviously you got into it. Mm-hmm. Have you kind of revisited like the rest of those games since then? Like
1: have you have you gone back or have you just stuck with new releases? Or I, what's been your approach? I have. Um I've actually uh I've been messing around toying with uh Pokemon Red Blue uh speedrunning a little bit, kind of like mm-hmm. looking into that more and playing around with that. I've beaten that since on DS because they had the uh the retro console and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I've since played uh more recently actually on my uh Twitch stream, I did uh Alpha Sapphire, which I had never actually played a Gen 3 game. So while that was a newer one, I did beat the Gen 3 game. I am planning mm-hmm. on going back because I've never done four uh, Gen Four with uh, what, Pearl, uh, diamond, platinum. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done those yet, even though they're making remakes, so I'm on the fence on doing the old one or waiting for the remake. Um, and then I've never really done uh, black and white. I never did black and white version one. I kind of did version two, but the only reason I did that is I watched a speed run of that happening and went as fast as I could through the game because I was trying <laughs> to get my heart gold team into Pokemon Sword and Shield. And in order oh, okay. to do that, you had to transfer yeah. them into black and white, and then transfer them right. into home, and then transfer them. In. It was it was a whole thing. Yeah, so. it's a whole mess. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> I think I beat it in like three hours, like just watching a speedrunner do it and just trying to do exactly what they did.
0: <laughs> Interesting. No, you know, Honestly, that I that's something I have done. Of course, you know, if for for maybe someone who is not familiar with what I do, uh, I'm here as Mechanation's co-host, but you know, I also have my other hat that I wear as a, a Twitch streamer and speedrunner. Uh, and so, of course, I love to hear about about this kind of stuff. Uh, I have not done any Pokemon. Most of my stuff tends to be more uh, more more violent and direct to the point. You yeah, know, like GTA, Just Cause, that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's neat. I, you know, I've certainly, of course, Pokemon's popular. I've I've seen Pokemon speed runs, and it's definitely interesting. It's interesting to see how the root tightens, of course, in in those games. Like they always settle on like this is the Pokemon that's going to carry us the whole way, and you mm-hmm. know, it's always it's always something interesting uh, to see what they what they end up on. Um, you know so in terms of your your anime anime history digimon big big as a kid Mm -hmm. between then and you watching anime as a part of what you do for blind wave did you watch much anime was that was that a part of your life at all or is that Um, something where you you had it for a bit as a kid and now you're coming back to it when you're doing doing the internet content
1: yeah i mean kind of like that um when I was younger, Digimon was really a little bit of Pokemon, but really that was all mm-hmm. I really watched. Um, I watched cartoons and animation, but sure, not sure. anime, you know? Um, it wasn't until, I mean, honestly, I was already with Blind Wave, I think, and we were doing our thing. We hadn't really gotten into anime yet. Uh, our first venture into the animation category at all, I think, was Avatar The Last Airbender. And mm-hmm. uh, that kind of opened the door and started getting... Uh, We we run polls a lot, and a lot of those polls have uh, opened up to being like, all right, well, this is what people want, so let's toss these on here and see if they want this or this, you know, and they vote for it. Um, And that just started kind of opening more doors for anime in general. But one that wasn't on any poll that I watched on my own was Sword Art Online. Mm, Okay. That was one that I just kind of like, it was the premise that pulled me in, and uh, I watched the first season of that, and for the most part, I enjoyed it because I didn't really watch a lot of animes. And I think the reason I enjoyed it was that... The the reason most people I hear dislike it is that the main protagonist is just so void of character. Um, (laughs) I think I liked it because I was like, oh, I can put myself in this place and pretend like I'm the guy who's stuck in the game and has to save everyone and get them out, you know? It's
0: easy to project onto that character. so having that
1: projection thing kind of brought me into a little bit more anime stuff. And I think that was the first one, especially on my own, where I'm like, I'm going to watch this. Um, Sadly since blind wave i mean it's also good too i guess but since blind wave has started doing a lot more anime i don't watch much anime on my own right because i'm like well we might have to cover this on the we channel might have to cover it yeah. so no, i just i, I hear you I, I don't watch a lot of just extra stuff anymore so mm-hmm. um so that's the only other one i can think of that i really just was like you know i'm gonna check this one out and see how it is and uh i enjoyed it for the most part so so for for folks maybe coming from the the mechanation audience
0: can you give uh like a brief brief uh, origin story for Blind Wave. I'm
1: sure you could talk a lot about how it came together, but
0: maybe give the the cliff notes.
1: Sure. No, I mean we were a group of friends that uh, met through school, college, you know, all that kind of stuff. We used to hang out playing video games, talking about our favorite TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we started on YouTube doing lightsaber choreography videos, uh, entering uh, choreography competitions and stuff, and we won a couple of those um, back in like. 2012 and 2010 i think it was um and then after that we started looking into doing more video work and this and that and uh one of the things that was kind of going around that we talked about was the idea of like reaction videos and reviews and how people enjoyed having you know oh i just watched you know back then game of thrones is really big i just watched game of thrones Mm -hmm. i wonder what everyone else is thinking about this you know and are they as excited about this crazy incident as i am so uh we started covering uh Various shows, Game of Thrones. We did some of the superhero shows on like CW and stuff. We, agents of shield was a big one. Um, and we started doing that. Uh, and at the same time we were doing like commercials and stuff locally and weddings and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But as things grew with YouTube and whatnot, we kind of started moving away from local videography and started just doing our own YouTube stuff. And, uh, over the time, we've just been we we've added things like you said before. We did uh, some tabletop D anD D stuff. We've done regular board games. We had a cooking show for a little while that may or may not return in the future, you know. Um, and uh, was doing more video game stuff with like Twitch streams and everything. So, but we've covered everything from Game of Thrones to Code Geass to uh, Avatar: the Last Airbender and whatnot. So, there's been a, a good bit of stuff we've covered, and it's been been pretty fun, uh, fun for the most part of just this ride of, that was probably back in, let I say six years now, right? That we started doing the reaction stuff. Our first one was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which was a solo reaction, and it's just grown since then.
0: Yeah, no, it's really, you know, it was interesting. I, I had the opportunity, as I mentioned before, uh, to travel with, um with, with Icy, my spouse, to WaveCon, and and through that, I was able to get, uh you know, to hear more about the history, because certainly, I think you guys had a lot of fun, you know to have a crowd of you know a few dozen people descend on on the hometown you know to to, to meet people and see where y'all do the filming and you and enjoy the local i i'll tell you right now i mean obviously i'm not I'm not. I guess I'm. I'm a. I was a fraud there. I was a, an imposter hanging out. <laughs> but I still think about Jerem. I was Jeremiah's. Is that the
1: cafe? Yeah, Jeremiah's Coffee Yeah. House, yeah. I
0: still think about Jeremiah's coffee. I, I hope to one day maybe return there. We'll we'll see. Uh, but it's certainly neat, you know, to, to see how it's grown. And so you mentioned that the it started with things like you know the Marvel Netflix shows, mm-hmm. uh, Game of Thrones. And the way anime ended up being incorporated was just kind of like fan interest through these polls that you run because your your like your primary thing I guess is your is the is the YouTube and your and your Patreon that's kind of like the the engine of what what y'all do and in this case the a- interest for anime kind of came a little bit from
1: the fans or was it part of the crew too I mean what, what what's the I dynamic mean, uh, there We had some people that loved you know Dragon Ball Z and stuff so mm-hmm. we also covered uh, Dragon Ball Z a bridge I think might have been one of the first like anime ish things that we really did. Um, cause it wasn't dragon ball Z, but it was, yeah. you know, the fan made a bridge one, right? A team four star. God yeah, bless them. Gr- they do some great <laughs> stuff. I love it. Um, <laughs> They're great. Yeah. But we did cover that on the channel and, uh, there's always, you know, there's always comments and stuff and people saying like, oh, you guys should do this, should do this. Um, eventually we started, uh, our polling system where rather than us just picking things at random, we would start like trying to see like, well, what are people recommending and whatnot? Let's put those onto a poll and everyone would vote and we'd see how things worked out. Well, the eventually the anime fans grew a lot. So we kind of decided rather than just having these polls of like, you know, it might've been, you could have had game of thrones and code Geass on the same poll and code Geass would just take off because there were a lot of anime fans. So we split up and had like, well, here's, we had six polls. We still have six polls that really go on. Here's these three that are anime. Here's these three that are live action split them up so they don't have to compete with each other and then we can pick you know the best of the animes that people want to see versus the best of the live actions and stuff so it just kind of grew from people recommending things Uh, we do a big yearly poll where everyone can just recommend whatever they want Mm, and then um, everyone gets to come in and just vote for all the things that they're interested in and then we have like a bell curve of like here's the things that most people are interested in in some way It might not be their number one pick, but it might have been their number five pick. So at least they're interested in it. And then we have like, well, we'll take this information, toss this onto some polls and stuff in the future when we're looking for things. Or if we have a gap and we're trying to fill it, we have some ideas of things we want to put in there and stuff. So a lot of it has been, you know, Code Geass. uh, We did Death Note. We did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like a lot of those all came from our fans recommending, hey, do this, do this. And then Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. voted for it and that's what they got.
0: No, I mean, that's a, I love I love the polling stuff. I, love, I mean, I do some of that in in the Twitch streaming uh, part of it too, where I like you know I have my Twitch subscribers recommend stuff, and then I make polls from that, and yeah. uh, and it's interesting. You know, I I discover things that I, I wouldn't have played otherwise, and you know, and I have a lot of a lot of fun with it uh also the fact that you like the way you're describing it uh, especially the the way that you kind of get recommendations uh in terms of the ranked choice voting system i don't know if you actually describe it that way but i just that's what it sounds like to me and it's very very fascinating to hear it kind of grow in complexity
1: yeah no i mean essentially we like the nomination side of it all like everyone we take uh we take a lot of nominations from people and then let them vote whether rather than them being able to only vote for Two things if if we have a list of 100 shows on that nomination which usually it's like 300 um they can go through and vote for all of them they can vote for one Mm -hmm. of them and then that way it's up to the fans individually of kind of voicing whoa you guys should keep your eyes on this stuff because this is what most people want to see so it just it really helps with like at the very least us picking well let's Mm -hmm. put this show out there and i think that's also why like we don't watch I don't think I've watched animes where I'm like this anime sucked, you know, cuz like <laughs> I, the things they're recommending are usually the ones where like yeah. this is my favorite anime you guys got to watch it and usually there's a reason it's his favorite anime, you know? So
0: usually they're right. Usually they're right. You actually it's one one th- I wanted to I wanted to ask about cuz I'm I'm about to ask what are what are your some some of your your favorites, but before I do that, just in case I'm going to get myself in, into trouble here recently uh, me, me, and Icy uh, <laughs> watched a non mecha anime, uh, Steins Gate. Ah, okay. And neither of us liked it at all. <laughs> we we thought it was not good. Which apparently is not the majority opinion, as you said. A sure. lot of people like it. You know, it was it was voted in for you. How do you did you did you? How do you I didn't look into how you felt about Steins Gate. Are
1: you are you hot or cold about that one? S- Steins Gate was a fun. I always enjoy uh timey-wimey kind of things mm. and that one definitely plays a lot with like the time yeah. aspect of things just throughout the show and uh the the thing that i think that kept me a whole lot into it would have been uh okabe the main character the scientist dude okay he just had this personality that was just so dramatic and over the top in even some of the most mundane situations that it just made it more fun, I think, than what it should have been otherwise. like He could have had a much more serious approach to these bananas being mushy, you know? But he would, like, mm-hmm. whip out a phone and be like, oh, my gosh, talk to the, the people. Don't tell anyone else. Conspiracy, you know? And he hang up and stuff. And you're like, what in the world? And Is he crazy? Is he brilliant? Like, what is he? And I think uh, some of the characters with that aspect is what made it a lot of fun for me. And then because we were watching it with, uh, you know, all of us, the crew and whatnot... Mm-hmm. There's just theories tossed out. And me and uh, one of the other guys named Eric, like, we have talked about time travel and time manipulations <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. So, like, that's just one of the things in our wheelhouse that we will, we can talk about that stuff for hours. So, I think mm-hmm. that's why we, we, we gelled with that a lot more than maybe some other people did, you know?
0: No, I, I think, I think you, hit it right on the head which is i think whether or not you like okabe is like a real sink or swim for for that show because because the answer is i would say you know i i didn't like him i didn't follow his comedic bits you Mm -hmm. know i didn't find him relatable i was confused on why he took certain actions certain places like i get it it's supposed to be you know he's supposed to be over the top dramatic fun kind of often making fun of himself for Mm -hmm. being conspiratorial you know it's certainly I, i don't think the character is necessarily like stupid I, you know obviously the character has a, a thing but it didn't land for me you know, which would i think and also i'm not going to speak for icy i'm not going to attempt to do that <laughs> she won't listen to this anyway right probably not <laughs> um but all right so no that's good to check in well here's a question then so sure. let's say you you wanted to commit a conspiracy and you hired me to get a bunch of cyber hackers and go in and hack a blind wave anime poll to mm. get whatever anime you wanted what mm. what's what's the show if you could just Pick it that you're like, I really want to watch this anime and I know we're probably going to cover it in blind waves. So let me just, let's just get it in
1: there. Let's just get it now. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the different ones that we've had <laughs> and stuff. And there's been a lot on polls and stuff. I, I think mm-hmm. one that I want to see that I've been like trying to make sure I keep on polls a lot, um, is one that's a spiritual, spiritual successor to one that I really enjoyed, which was Cowboy Bebop. Um, there's a show called Samurai Champloo that uh, I have, I I really don't know what it's about. It could be about samurais, it could not be about samurais because sometimes it's hard Mm -hmm. to tell when they have different names and stuff, like I didn't (laughs) have a clue what Code Geass was going to be about, you know. Um, I don't know what a Champloo is, you know, like that kind of stuff, but I enjoyed Cowboy Bebop and uh, I've heard that it's a spiritual successor to that. And I'm like, well, I've been hearing a lot about it, I wouldn't mind checking out that, that anime and seeing what You know, why is it so good? Why does it stand well with like Cowboy Bebop? Because that one had just a good, uh, had good pacing for a lot of its episodes. Uh, you could almost just watch almost any episode in Cowboy Bebop and just be able to follow along. It was kind of like Firefly or, uh, right, you know, maybe Star Trek or something like that, where like it wasn't necessarily like each episode was tied to another one. So it just had a very good flow of episodes and a good grouping of people and stuff. And I'm like, well, if they can make some good characters and stuff in another anime like characters is what usually makes the mm-hmm. the show, you know, sometimes you can have, th- there's lots of elements with shows where like, as long as you can nail like characters, sometimes the story can suffer a little bit. As long as the characters really kind of rise up and can make it make sense enough, you know, or, uh, you know, th- if, if Steinsgate, if the story was really good, but the characters aren't going to work out for you, then it doesn't matter how good the story is. Cause the characters aren't compelling enough or they don't, you know, you, you don't feel for them or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, Cowboy Bebop, I thought had like a really good mix of characters and they dove into backstories for them. And, uh, it just, it, it, I think that's what I want to see is like, is hopefully Samurai Champloo has that, but I don't know. Cause I can't look into any of these things. So right. it is a tough I mean, question obviously to I, answer I, with that too. Cause like yeah. I avoid so much <laughs> because <laughs> besides the review aspect, there's the reaction side. So I can't right. necessarily look up like, well, what is a uh, neon genesis? Neon Genesis Evangelion, right? Is that how you say it? I think so. You know, <laughs> you know. I don't like. Know.
0: This is really funny because my other co-hosts are big Ava fans. Or mm-hmm. no, no, wait, wait. I take that back. One of them is a big Ava fan. One of them knows Ava, and I really haven't watched it. We might, maybe in the future, cover it. Perhaps on on Mechanation's. I still don't know if it's even or Evangelian. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if there is a canon answer. <laughs> future future listeners, you can feel free to yell at me. I should know this. I'm, I'm a co host on a Mecca anime podcast, but uh you're you're either way you could say it. You're fine with me. Um But but I get what you're saying, that part of it too, because because part of what you do isn't just the reviews, but also, you know, reactions, there is I think it sounds like there is a desire by your audience to have that shaped a certain way. And so you know, I, I will say that everything you have said about the positive reception to shampoo I will I will you know ag- agree with and say no more because you know <laughs> I know the idea is that if you were to cover it, you know the, the fans would the Blind Wave fans would want as much as possible. The ones that are in the reaction part anyway would you know, would would, would want them. But, but I I do agree you should watch it. Uh, fans of Blind Wave, you know, vote for Shampoo. It's good. <laughs> no. I know I, I know, icy is a big fan, so uh, I'm I'm sure she would be delighted. Uh, to 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 see y'all go into that. On that note, let's, well, let's let's make it easier then. Let's talk about stuff that you have watched. Okay, that does make it uh, easier. <laughs> well, well, here I'm going to make it. E- <laughs> I mean, maybe easier or harder. You're stuck on a de- desert island. You can only take three anime shows with you. What mm. are those
1: shows? Oh man. Um, all right. So if I'm going back to everything, I think uh, I think one that we've been watching right now that's been really good that I've enjoyed a lot has been my hero academia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's got like, there's definitely some good character stuff in there. Story wise and stuff is really good. I really enjoy that a lot. I might also try to take one of our first ones that we reacted to or back in the earlier days, um, was full metal alchemist brotherhood. Mm. Um, that one was a really good one as well. That like, it, it, there's some animes that are just on the surface. That's what they are. And then there's other ones where it's like you don't go a little deeper and hear some more themes and meanings and stuff, which uh, I think Fullmetal Bro- Full uh, Alchemist Brotherhood has both of those um, mm-hmm. with some of it, uh, especially with some of the villains and stuff they have in there. Um, for a third one, man. See, I almost want to take like something like Digimon because of my nostalgia for it, but also watching it more now, it is very slow- <laughs> <laughs> and there's like there's there's those moments where it's like uh it's just it's kind of similar to like uh we've been watching naruto more recently too and some okay. of the pacing with some some episodes specifically are just like okay i've already seen this part let's get on to the next thing and then it's like okay well by watching this whole episode we only really gained two minutes you know <laughs> like nothing really progressed mm, yeah, too far yeah. um so i'd probably say uh man maybe no, nah, it's, it's it's probably going to be another, uh, uh, what is it, showing, right? Uh, Hunter Hunter is another good one that we mm. haven't finished yet. Maybe once I finish it, I might say no, because the ending might not be as good as I want it to be or something. But, uh, I mean, my that, lips are sealed. So, yeah, but yeah. that one has been really good as well. There's a lot of episodes too, so like uh, between that, Full Metal, um, My Hero has a little bit now, but a lot of those have like several episodes where I could spend some time watching if I need to on a desert island, so uh, no, those theory. are those are
0: good answers hunter hunter might might be one of mine uh a, as well so i'm I'm glad already where you know where y'all are at this point you're enjoying it so much that will that will make make my co Ignis very very happy <laughs> to hear that um do you have like a a, a takeaway sort of like favorite anime character or, or a number like a few characters where you're like you know i just love the protagonist from uh from this or any sort of like you know something that you like you just reach for as like oh yeah i loved i don't know lelouch don't say lelouch you can say lelouch if you want
1: <laughs> <laughs> no lelouch, lelouch is just a he's a i oh, don't know there's there's times in koki yes, where i loved him and times where i hated him
0: mm-hmm,
1: you know mm-hmm. um man favorite just any anime really overall yeah
0: any anime you can pick yeah no you got go i mean obviously you know if you want to if you want to make my heart happy you can go for something from from a Goran Lagan or something like that but you know i, I want to give it i want to get the the full uh the full breath here certainly you know i mean the thing is with, with shows like Goran Lagan and code geass those are shows that uh because they are often at times more magical or more fantastic yeah uh, you know they're they're just they're stories of their type you know they mm-hmm. are Count of Monte Cristo for Code Geass, or uh, you know, with, with Goran Lagan. Uh, I mean, you do have a bit of a, a mecha tradition that I, I could go into, but generally that idea of uh, you know constantly overcoming adversity. I mean, that's you know that's a classic, right? Its just I mean, a Classic yeah, I archetype. Mean, that's the
1: whole whole thing with uh, Kamina, right? Mm, From right. Goran Lagan is like he was just like not even him overcoming adversity, but making sure that the people around him could overcome the adversity right. for him, you know. His legacy, so, like, you know, his
0: legacy that inspired. What, whether you think the ending of Geren Lagan is literal or merely thematic, it works either way. You sure. know, it, it's it's legacies. Uh, whether he, whether he's actually a ghost that's
1: there or you know or what, it's yeah, it
0: works. Yeah, you get the idea.
1: Yeah, sure. No, yeah, no. I mean, Kamina was a good one uh, in Garen Lagan himself uh, or in itself, just because mm-hmm. of. Uh, just the stuff he pushed for, like, Simone, right? Like, the uh, the believe in the me that believes in you. Like, even if you don't believe in yourself, believe in me that believes in you. And it's like, that's just a weird way to think about it. But if it works for him, it, it works, you know? So um, I do like that character a lot. Um, another one I think I like a lot, too, um, might be Deku uh, Midoriya from My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Just because he has a, it's a similar kind of idea of, like trying to always find a way to uh, like achieve, you know, whatever it is. Like, even if he has, you know, he's, he's broken or has no powers or has no, whatever it is, you know, he's still pushing to try to figure out a way to save the people he cares about and stuff. And, um, it's, it's, it's a mixture of his will, but also just his, his mind and the way he thinks and stuff too, that he can come up with like some of these amazing strategies. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what the, what the heck was this? You know, like, so there is some good stuff there.
0: Now, it's always fun to see those kinds of, of plans on all, especially to get into sort of whatever it is that makes the character tick. You know, sometimes that is the planning. Sometimes that is the inspirational speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get all sorts of, of different flavors here. Uh, another broad question I want to throw at you uh, was that, did you have any particular favorite big robots or mecha you know, that really kind of stick in your mind? Oh, where man. you're like, oh man, I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, I mean, if you and if you don't remember the names of some of them too, I know, I know some of these shows are like good at telling you the names of certain robots, and some of them are really bad at it. They're like, sure. I know I'll have to look it up even as we're covering
1: it. But if you, if you can you recall any that stick in your mind? Well, I mean, I never out of the mechas I've seen, like I never really watched Gundam. Um, I've seen Gar and Lagan, and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say like that thing can that thing's a crazy, mecha. Mm-hmm. like it's just able to do. Pretty much anything as long as you have like the the willpower to you know force it through and whatnot, so like that one is like I could take the dragon sword and some tiger sword, you know all that kind of stuff too. I don't think they can stand up next to to what it can do, you know, like
0: oh yeah, it goes places I actually oh, yeah. you know we just recently uh we had a, the hundredth episode for for machinations, and so we did kind of a round table like this where we we um covered some of our favorites uh and my my one co-host uh mentioned that. I think it was the final iteration in the finale, the the super galaxy Gurren Lagan, you know, where it's as, as big as, you know, the universe and oh, Chucks yeah. galaxies around uh was, was a favorite. And it certainly, you know, it leaves an impression.
1: No, yeah, for sure. And it's just like as as that show goes on, you're like, oh, okay, look at this little little head, you know, whatever. And then as you keep <laughs> going on, you're like, What the how big are we now? You know, like what is this thing? So like that's definitely like as far as like power goes, that's probably my favorite for that. Although like, uh, man, I don't, it's not necessarily my favorite, uh, like Mecca, but, uh, mm. I did really enjoy Colin and her, whatever she called her red one in that. Oh, one. the Gurren. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The Gurren went through a lot of cool iterations. Like I did like that. I liked its big claw that it had and stuff, you know, like, mm. like she was, she might've been one of my favorite characters in Code Geass. And, and uh, because of that, I need to like say like her ship is like her, her Mecca is like one of my favorites as well.
0: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm right there with you. You know, when we when we wrapped up coverage of of Code Geass, that was sort of we actually just like normally we do uh you know a favorite mech uh, mm-hmm. like when we finish up a show, uh but for Code Geass because of how central uh Colin the uh, Collins Gurn as well, and then of course Suzaku's Lancelot the Lancelot, you know, the white okay. one, uh you know those are both like the central mechs of that show. That we we actually just made it like a separate question. We were like so. Gorner Lancelot, and then <laughs> favorite mech of the rest. You know yeah. which
1: which one do you want? Well, they had that crazy uh, like spinny one or whatever, right? With all the spikes coming out of it. I think it was. I think it might have been V 2s maybe, or it was. Oh yeah, uh, the, the
0: Siegfried. No, well, so the Siegfried was the one that started out as V 2s and then ended up becoming uh, Jeremiah's. Okay. Yeah, by, right. by the end of it, yeah. But like I remember so that, that that's one a good just one. like
1: that one was a weird one. You know, just had spikes coming out of it and stuff. It was like a like a Pokemon almost.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So, like, you mentioned earlier that you, you haven't seen uh, Gundam. That kind of design is, like, I think what we would call a mobile armor, where it's sort of like, what if instead of making it look humanoid, mm-hmm. we just kind of made it a brick, like a big, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a-, a big pastry. Uh, and and that's sort of you know the sort of design. Like, that's a thing that comes up in a lot of a lot of Gundam shows where you'll start out with your normal collection of you know bipedal humanoid mechs, and then you know the the evil Zeon will unfurl the you know this design, and it's you know some some like crab monster basically. <laughs> uh, it's not not uncommon for for that kind. Of thing. So you have the same thing here, where, you know, where V two shows up with uh, with that one. Uh, all right. Well, we're sort of naturally transitioning here. I did actually. I had. A, I had it here on my on my outline. I wanted to get to it before we fully dive into um, you know some of the, the the show stuff. But what is your favorite Pokemon game? I, I don't know if we got that out of you before. If you had a particular favorite.
1: I mean, I would say probably the like the traditional games. Um, it may be nostalgia, or it may. Be, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Like mm-hmm. probably Heart Gold. Cause I, uh, 'Cause I played that one while uh, my wife played Soul Silver. Um okay. but I think that one with it being my first one, your Pokemon could follow you, which was awesome. Um it also had the Pokewalker thing into it, where you could transfer your Pokemon into it and walk around, he would level up and stuff. You know, mm. it was you know, before Pokemon Go or being able to all these other things they had, you know. So I think that one there might be my favorite of the Pokemon games. The close second for that is probably The original Pokemon Snap, because I spent so much time playing Pokemon Snap and trying to get to, you know, get pictures of Mew and find all the different pathways we can go and all that kind of stuff. So, but if you're looking at traditional, like normal handheld games, I'd probably say the Gold is my favorite.
0: I mean, that's a solid. A lot of people have answered that. And I know, you know, I I had the, I played like the the first half of that. I didn't, (laughs) I, I still mean, I still need to get back to it to do round two. Sure, uh,
1: but and, you know, the, that's it's one a of the real great things game. about it, right? Is yeah. like you get through and you get those eight badges, and you're like, All mm. right, I beat the game. I became ch- wait, what's well, all this? You know, like, <laughs> what's, it had yeah. the best post game of any of the Pokemon games, I think. You know,
0: really, yeah, tremendous amount of post game stuff going on there. Um, so that, yeah, that's that's a super, super neat game. Now, and then in, in terms of favorite Pokemon, we've already mm. talked about Bulbasaur. Is it confirmed Bulbasaur? The
1: Bulbasaur is my favorite. Yeah. Um Okay. It could be a mixture of uh my favorite color being green and mm-hmm. I w- I came from Gen 1 playing, you know, the cards and stuff and that might have been it. It may also be like I feel like I've often taken the underdog in some situations where like Charizard and Charmander. That was the one everyone was always like, "Oh, that's the best right. Pokémon. He's so cool." Um, Squirtle and Blastoise also got some some love, but like I felt like Bulbasaur, to Venusaur, not a lot of people cared for that one so much, and that's kind of I think between that, my favorite color being green and stuff, I think I I uh, fell in love with him more, and that's been like my my favorite Pokemon um, in general. I have some other ones that I really like that are some of my favorites, but that's mm. probably number one right there. What can you give me the uh, the picks here? What are what are some of the other all time? Um, I really like uh, I like Tyranitar a lot. I like Scizor. Scizor is a really cool one. Um, I also love Gengar. Gengar is so good. Um, let's see who else is another one that Turtwig. Turtwig is another one. Now that might be mm. another one of being green and grass and all that. <laughs> I also like turtles and Ninja Turtles, so that's also another one that I really like as well. But there's there's We're, definitely some that when I'm making like Pokemon teams, uh, even competitive teams, I tend to pull more towards like. These are ones I really like more so I'm gonna pull them over here and use them more. So like ghost, poison, and grass are like my top three like typings that I like the most. So,
0: mm. so you probably um did you ever play Gen 7, any of Sun or Moon?
1: Yeah, yeah. I played through all so, of that one. That one's a good one. Yeah,
0: because isn't uh, isn't the final form of the Grass Starter. Uh, Rowlett turns into the, uh, like, what's like, go- is it ghost flying? Uh, uh, the, yeah, or- Rowlet,
1: uh, for Sun and Moon turns into a ghost flying type, which was the first, yeah. like, ghost starter, I think, that they've ever had, mm-hmm. and that was definitely one of my favorites, and, uh, it, it, as, as far as team goes, like, I love, I love the typings that can also have immunities to things, so, sure. like, I loved in Sun and Moon when they also turned, uh, Marowak into a ghost fire type. Because I'm like, ooh, with that one, if we keep that uh, Cubone getting lightning rod, he can be immune to fighting, he can be immune to normal, he can be immune to electric. Like, oh man, that's so good for a few things. So, it's definitely, there's definitely some fun things that they've mixed around and tossed in there. And Rowlet was definitely one of my favorite starters that they've done lately.
0: Yeah, no, no, very cool. I, I was a big fan of, of Rallitude. There's definitely some, with all the typing, you know, and the new types uh, and stuff like that, you definitely get some some interesting Pokemon science. And, and the, the good news is that we all get to have fun with it, right? Like, you yeah. know, I mean, Pokemon uh, is so expansive that you can just kind of almost, almost do whatever and just see what, what shakes out of it.
1: Yeah, with all these different Pokemon now, hopefully, hopefully the meta doesn't turn in too much to like, well, these 10 are the ones people use, you know? <laughs> because there's you know 800 and some pokemon now or whatever you know there's there's so many and with this new arceus game coming out i look mm-hmm. forward to having a uh, rowlet is i think one of the new starters in that i look forward to that one getting a little bit more uh limelight going into that yeah. game
0: i hope so too I, I i'm i'm hoping that game will be fun i'm definitely very interested to see how that pans out for the for the future i mean i i, I haven't played too much pokemon recently but i'm always i'm always happy you know when i revisit it and kind of kind of dip my toe into the water although that it prompted me actually i was curious do you still touch pokemon go is that still a thing that you, you do at all i do a little bit
1: um okay. I, i've been back and forth on different like mobile games and i was like you know what mm-hmm. i'm just gonna delete all these and just whenever i want to play a mobile game i'm just gonna open pokemon because it's gotten so much um they've done so much more with it now that even at my house pokemon show up where it didn't when it first launched it didn't used to do that So, pretty much anywhere I go now, I can at least catch a few Pokemon when I'm Mm -hmm. wanting to play something. So, I've been spending a little bit more time on that, trying to get some stuff caught and whatnot. But I enjoy the handhelds more. But when that first came Mm. out, like the first week it was out, I probably walked, I went from walking none to walking like 26 miles in a week. And it was like, jeez, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah and that's I mean there you go that's
1: a that's a marathon right you did it right there 26 miles <laughs> Yeah no it was it was a it, most of that was at night like I would go out I had mm-hmm. my backpack I had water I had uh, at the time my phone had uh, a battery you could remove so I just took like 3 or 4 extra batteries oh, and I would just wow. put in a new battery when I needed to mm-hmm. instead of having a cable plugged in So I spent a lot of nights just walking walking back and forth in Marietta mm. So, it was good. No, I mean, that's
0: fair. I I, I think I, I have some friends, too, who are still on that
1: occasionally. And
0: it was definitely interesting when we had, like, the, the summer. I feel like that was, like, was that, 2018, maybe, was
1: the summer when that got uh, really big? Yeah, I think so. It was crazy, because, yeah. like, mm. you, I'd be out, even in Marriott. Marriott is not a huge, like, place or anything. And there were so mm. many people still out at, like, midnight walking around <laughs> on the sidewalk trying to catch pokemon and people just chilling and like here's someone talks to lure up so here's like eight people just chilling at this lure just talking and i'm like hey what's up care if i yeah. plug in here because people are just plugging into outlets and stuff too around places and it was uh, it was interesting it was uh like a little community was being built from pokemon go and the people that played around which is it's always good to have community and you know friends and kinship and all that stuff around something that you can have common ground and it just it was fun. It would bring people together. It's kind of like the stuff we hope for with Blind Wave is just like finding a way of like, man, I really enjoy this show, but none of my friends like it. Well, mm-hmm. what do I do? It's like, oh, look at these guys. I can hear them talk and react and discuss and all the things I always enjoyed doing, but I, I, I've moved away and I don't have anyone to do that with and I can watch these guys do that, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely, you know, I, I think it's good to mention. The premise of this of this interview, doing this episode, besides having fun, of course, is to highlight, again, the the ways in which different folks engage with mecha fandom. I mean, previous guests, you know, we had like a blogger, mm-hmm. uh, a Dutch fanfic writer, uh, you know, a variety, someone who maintains a, an archive where they scan in materials for their favorite show, oh. things like that. And so I think what you're describing, too, is also, uh, you know, again, the, the sort of, I guess, in in the world of fandom, you know what is Blind Wave doing? It's providing you know opportunity to both uh, keep up with new stuff because I know that's a part of what you guys do, but also you know revisit old things yeah. with you know old favorite things. You know the shows that you know we're going to be focusing on, Code Geass and Girl and Lagan, These were shows that were like the hot new thing in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and I'm sure you know that there were people who were following your guys watches through those things. And we're a part of that original wave of hype. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, there's a Mecca Nation's uh, frequent listener, uh, Thack, who you know gives us a lot of feedback, and I know he's also a fan of what you guys do. And you know, he was someone who I think was on the ground floor with something like Code Geass. Uh, and it's definitely, um, it's you know, it's gratifying to to share that, you know, and to be able to see people do that. And you're not always in a place in your life where you have people local to do that, especially not now mm-hmm. with the pandemic. You know, that's only sort of doubled the, the need. You know, we, we were talking about Pokemon Go building communities, but of course, Nintendo also had Animal Crossing, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> yeah. helped people a lot too when, when they couldn't be face-to-face. Uh, so, no, I, I definitely think it's it's good to highlight that, that, you know, th- that's what's going on here, is that, you know, we're, we're, we're going through this, stuff, we're having fun talking about it. As a flashback, as a look back at, mm-hmm. at what we've covered, but also, you know, when when you or I or our respective uh, you know teams are going through stuff, you know, we're we're letting people enjoy that. I know right now I am watching Clone Wars for the first time, <laughs> uh, going through it with uh, the podcast, The More Civilized Age. Ah. Um, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It paces it too. We don't binge it. You know, we watch oh, yeah. two, uh, we watch a few episodes every two weeks, uh, and there's all sorts of benefits to that too. I think I I yeah, you know, I gotta tell you, the more and more I do the podcast thing. The less and less I feel like binging shows has ever been a good idea. I don't oh, know. Do yeah.
1: you feel the same way? No. Um, Blind Wave, one of our things is we we do our things week to week. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. like binging a lot of stuff because uh, one of the things I feel like you lose is uh, you, you lose some of that connection with some of the characters, honestly. Um, some of the shows in my past that I had uh, the most connection with were the shows that I watched every you know Friday. Um, yeah. I, I loved uh, Boy Meets World. I I love the characters in that show. I love the stories they did. Um, But I don't know if I would have felt the same had I just watched it all in a weekend, you know. And I think sometimes, I think some shows are made for that. I think Mm -hmm. some shows you can do a disservice to when you just binge through and watch them all, you know, as fast as you can. So I definitely can agree to that.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been a real revel- not that I'm like I'm not a huge like show person. I'm more on the gaming side of things in mm-hmm. terms of how I, I dive into things. Obviously, I do lots of Twitch stuff, but uh, but no, I'm I'm certainly I'm certainly there with that. and I appreciate the uh, the pacing. Well, okay, so let's get into some of the Code Geass stuff now. Um, I already mentioned earlier that you guys I think had wrapped up uh, coverage of Code Geass R two in the summer of 2019. Uh, so it's been a hot minute. And one of the things that I wanted to highlight here for all time for future listeners to <laughs> okay. this, this episode is that uh, at this point, that is all that either of us has seen of Code Geass. As far as I know, you guys never went near the compilation movies or
1: Akita the Exiled or the Resurrection movie, right? No, we have not. Uh, we have discussed it a little bit on if that's mm-hmm. something we want to do. Um, we have been doing more movies in general on our channel. Um, and, uh, we actually recently opened up besides having polls that we do. We also have our own picks. So depending on, uh, what happens with some of that, maybe it's something we could cover at some point. Uh, sometimes there's other movies that we've been looking to with like my hero has a movie. Demon Slayer has a movie. Um, those Mm -hmm. are some things that we've covered on the channel as well. Lots of times we're also waiting for dubs and stuff too. Right. Um, Uh, the fate series was another one we covered that has some movies and stuff. So there's definitely some movies that I've been interested in. I've, I've thought about watching some stuff sometimes, but then, I'm, like I said before, sometimes it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't and wait in case we do. So, uh, no, so far, uh, the movies we haven't watched and, uh, yeah, I believe you're right. There's like a, like a three, three movies that kind of retell the series, I think. And then there's like a, a like a third season movie, right? Kind of thing. Yeah,
0: so I, as far as I know, and of course if I, if I get this wrong, someone, someone can yell at me, but there are three compilation movies which are mostly reused footage with like 15% new footage. And the new footage changes a lot of minor things. Uh, there is one major change in... Uh, have you, have you seen a trailer for the Resurrection movie or anything like that? Do you, uh-uh. would you, no, I haven't okay. seen any of that yet. I'm not going to mention it then, just in case some you know some someone are <laughs> icy's going to yell at me. There is a, a substantial major character change okay. uh, that comes out of the compilation movies uh, and shows shows up necessarily in in the Resurrection movie uh, because of that. Uh, and so, but but what's interesting too is that as far as I know, those compilation movies never got a release uh like it never got a dub there's uh-huh. a dub of the resurrection movie but there isn't as far as i know a dub of the compilation movies which is weird because you know now you have to like you can go you know and probably get all your favorite voice actors from from the show in the resurrection movie but it'll be a lot of slightly different things <laughs> you
1: sure know, kinda, yeah kinda if weird. it's a little different then it's gonna be a little a little weird and a little off so you need to go and watch if you grew if you grew up or watch the dub mm-hmm. uh code geass and then you have to go and watch the sub of this to then go watch the dub of this. <laughs> it yeah, does have a little bit of a disconnect.
0: Yeah, so it's you know, it's it's interesting. And also, I they did announce a TV show. There's going to be a new Code Geass TV show. Have you heard about
1: this? Uh-huh.
0: So, at the time we're recording this, this has been announced. Frankly, I'm pretty sure by the time we release this it still won't be happening, but apparently it's going to called be called Z of the Recapture, which doesn't tell me anything. And I believe it is a successor to the Resurrection movie. Oh, okay. Hmm. So you know, certainly if that happens, you know, watching the movie becomes more pressing, I guess. But, uh, but you already kind of answer you. You know, of course, I was going to ask if y'all had
1: any plans. Yeah, uh, I mean, to, to with cover- it being not dubbed, it may be on a back burner more so than mm, anything else. Sure. Um, it could be possible that we might end up just like maybe in our own time watching the the other movies and then watch yeah. the uh, the Resurrection one. For the channel right. or something it could be a possibility no that too. makes
0: sense yeah no I, 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 I most of the footage is the same too right so unless you had like a studied interest in you know watching the sub you know it, it feels like it almost be better to cliff notes it or, or something like yeah. that a, co- a question i had and I, and I probably could have eventually figured this out looking it up if i looked at a bunch of dates but i did want to ask when you guys covered code Geass, did you do both seasons immediately back to back like did you take a break
1: no. Between season 1 no you did not. We did not. We went uh yeah, we went from uh uh the, the first rebellion into the the second season of that and just straight on through. There there was only one show I think which was uh it was an actual show difference which was Avatar and Korra that okay. we like took like a month or two in between and then came back to, but that's the closest to. Usually we try to just keep going. Even the Fate series um we did Fate 0 and then we did Unlimited Blade Works. And uh, that one we did put on a pole, but it mm-hmm. went right into the other one.
0: <laughs> went right in. There you go. <laughs> Do you want us to continue? Yes, please. Uh, no, that's it. Because we, we ended up taking uh, a break, and I, I, I mm-hmm. wonder like whether or not that was good. Do you remember the way that breaks up because of the cliffhanger, where you have the, the Suzaku-Lelouch confrontation, and then
1: <gasps> Lelouch's memory gets wiped at the beginning of Season 2? I don't know how much you recall yeah, of that. Yeah, there was a mind-wiping thing, right? Like, that was... When was the, uh, that's after the island thing, right? When they all get teleported yeah. away, and then they go through, and there's the thought elevator things, and um, I, I remember him, like, having a memory wipe thing, um, like, having to, like, re-remember it from, like, I think it was, like, C2 or something like that, like, yeah. kind of, like, reboot his memory, and then he had, like, memory of his father, and memory of, like, what had happened before, and yeah, I remember that a little bit coming back into that was that was that weird coming back in and being like well he doesn't remember anything and we took a break and well, did it, or did it work yeah better?
0: well what was interesting about it and and so you know we, we do a bit of uh one of our co-hosts likes to do history research and so um they looked into what happened between season and season two in terms of the production of the show mm. and it turns out i, I think actually I, I um when i was watching the finale reaction uh for koki sr2 finale uh on on your sh- uh on your program uh, I think it was Rick. Either knew it or or guessed it. <laughs> either or was that there was a time slot change and that the the people writing R two had to go back to the drawing board and sort of rewrite it to introduce it to a new audience. Mm. Which is that why because there's there's an original script out there that you can find that is a much more direct sequel gotcha. that like picks up instead of being like here's the back at school and he doesn't know that he's zero. You know mm-hmm. which is you know, again the beginning of R two um so that's, it's it's that's I, true. I mean I, I don't think it makes too much of a, of a difference in terms of how much you enjoy i think it the difference it would have made was the extent to which you would have been frustrated feeling like you were retreading
1: old ground right yeah. no yeah i can see that I, I trying to think about it a little bit i can see like if they change time slots introducing it to a new person it's definitely kind of slows it down and then you're like okay well what's happening who are these people? Okay, now I get what's going on and as, as someone who watched the first season going into that it it can definitely be kind of a retreading uh there's been other shows I've seen that have kind of done that where it's like well we, mm-hmm. we just lost a lot of, I feel like we lost all the character buildup up that we had from you know the first season of this going into here, you know, and it can be a little frustrating, but i don't, i don't I don't feel like it took a long time. It's definitely cody Gas was definitely a show where like in the very beginning, I felt like it didn't have me as much, but by the mm. end of it, I'm like, you know what? I like this show a lot. Um, one of the other guys might've gone the other way where he was like, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then by the end of it, he's like, eh, I don't know about this, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I can definitely see like that time slot thing makes a lot more sense than if that's the route they went with it.
0: Uh, one of the things that stood out to me when I was uh, checking out some of the, the blind wave coverage of Code Geass was uh, your, your fellow uh, crew member, Eric, mm-hmm. was emphatically unhappy with clamp character designs the long lanky stuff the yes. yeah no do you, how do you feel about that are you okay with yeah. uh with clamp designs or you know it, do you it know what clamp
1: is i'm curious i mean uh, is it is it an art style or is it an art like studio
0: well so imagine so you're you're a group of guys that does videography you know and you're all kind of in the same area imagine instead if you were a group of women who all drew manga and you you lived in a compound together okay that's clamp that that's- is literally clamp okay that's then <laughs> so they they're they, they've had shows they've been more involved with in the case of code Geus, they just did the character designs and they did some world building they didn't do the writing okay um but they've had other shows and that kind of thing the the long lanky legs which which you you've all remarked upon is their one of their signature things like if you look up other shows that they've done you'll see the the people all look like that too um but it was just funny to see that negative reaction from Eric, but I guess it didn't bother you as much.
1: No, it didn't bother me as much. Um, I feel like there was like a scene, maybe in the intro of one of them, mm-hmm. where like, he's on a horse and it looked a little weird. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, wh- is this horse in the right proportions? But he's not. I don't understand what's going on. But no, that one doesn't bother me as much. as The one that took me the longest to get used to was uh, Attack on Titan, which is mm. uh, another really good anime that I- I've enjoyed. They have like a-, a design on their characters that has a thicker line on the outside of their character designs, I feel like. And that one kind of always took me out a little bit more than just, mm-hmm. like, long, linky legs and arms and stuff. So that one didn't bother me too much. You know, while we're on the subject
0: of art styles, I might as well start blending in things here. Because uh, when I was checking out some of the, the Goran Lagan footage, um, Goran Lagan uh, directed by uh, a, a guy named Ameishi. And Ameishi is most famous... For just being uh incredibly over the top kinetic okay. just like a constant frenetic to the point where things aren't often drawn clearly, um I think I remember you not being too much of a fan of that kind of um art style. Did you have any feelings about the
1: the way Gorn Lagan was drawn? There was a few times I remember in Gern Lagan having like like it just it the the I don't know if it was the animation, if it was the art or if it was just a blend of the two where I'm like, I got lost in especially some of the battles where I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. what I a, I don't know if it's like the scale or the scope of how things are being like, you know, here's where the camera is and what it's viewing. But there's definitely some times where like, it's just kind of like stuff is like happening, but I can't tell what it was that was going on. And there was a few times I remember, I think it was in the later, uh, the later few episodes of Garen Lagan where I really was like, man, this part here, I feel like I don't have a clue what happened. (laughs) And everyone was like, Oh, I loved it. And I was like, well, good. I guess I wanted to kind of see more and get a better idea of like, what is he hitting something? What's going on? And there's sometimes it's just kind of like there's stuff, you know? And, um, it's, it was, Maybe kind of like uh, in Transformers, the movies with Michael Bay, sometimes Mm. it's hard to distinguish, like, is that where the robot starts or where he ends, you know? And, like, it's just kind of a mesh of metal, especially when they're fighting. Um, I think there's a few moments like that. For the most part, I enjoyed it, especially when there were Mm. just the – when it was just the characters and things that they were doing and stuff. I thought the animation was good, but some of the robot battles uh, later on, I was like, I don't know what happened, but – I guess I guess things are working out here or there, you know, so
0: yeah that show that show is a real way of scaling up. I think what was funny in the in the coverage. I was often sort of the the Roshu of the podcast, mm-hmm. where I was like, "Why would you do this? This wouldn't wouldn't work. This wouldn't <laughs> make sense. What do you mean the moon is a battle station? Wouldn't that cause the you know the tides to go out of whack and the planet to fall apart? And <laughs> yeah. oh no, the the moon was a secret folded behind right here. The moon was just over here. It was invisible and it's like stuff like that. I was like, come <laughs> on, like what are you doing? Yeah, what,
1: what is yeah, this? I, I can, how can how you just put it right there? No, yeah, I know. I I definitely get that. We have a. Uh, there's, there's another guy on the team that usually has more of those viewpoints, but mm-hmm. for Gern Lagan, I don't feel like he did really. It is sometimes I take those viewpoints and stuff. Sometimes he does, but <laughs> it just really varies between our group of what people, what's gelling with people and what's not. So that's right. one of the good things about the crew is like there's you know four of us are watching different shows and some things some of us hook to much more than others. You know, like uh like you mentioned Eric before, like. Code Geass, he's kind of like, you yeah, know, Code Geass was okay, the ending doesn't make any sense to me, you know, and he's like, he's like, the lanky characters, like, it's not my favorite anime, but it's alright, you know, so. There's definitely some moments that he loved, though, with, mm-hmm. like, Lelouch and his planning and the things he does, and, <laughs>
0: the The thrill, know. yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, too, let's, let's talk about that, then. Uh, you know, Code Geass R2, uh, of course, that's, again, the show that we recently finished up, and apparently it is generally well regarded as an ending like i think it, the the perception that i've gotten from just sort of surveying the terrain is that most people feel that code geass r2 ending is pretty good uh, it, it seems to be the response the mechanations response was that we were we were frustrated because we felt like we felt like Lelouch's plan, however clever and fun. And like certainly Suzaku becoming Zero is fun and Lelouch getting everyone to hate him is fun. Like that's sure. all that's enjoyable. But in terms of Lelouch dying and like taking all the the the, hang, the anger of the world and that causing a a age of peace where you know Colin can go back to school and you know all the things that we see in in the epilogue, mm-hmm. we were really like unpersuaded. <laughs> we were like you know the Britannians are still doing their thing. You know all the stuff that we started out the series with as being problems. Were you got were you into the ending, or how did you how did you feel about the ending? Did you just, it worked for you? you. You were like, you know what, it worked. The plan the plan was successful.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it works for the most part. I I, I like the idea. Lelouch has to do. He has to make people hate him. Whether it's the people. Mm-hmm. I think whether it's the Britannians themselves, you know, like there has to be some anger towards a, a, an entity rather than it being about, um, the Britannians as a whole. Right. Cause if, if people are just hating the Britannians, but the Britannians are fine with it, then it becomes Britannians against everyone, which is what it's been this whole time. Right. So as long right. as you can get Britannians also hating Lelouch and, uh, it starts, I think crumbling everything. It's, it's kind of like, uh, in star Wars, right. When you have the, uh, when, when, once you lose the emperor, what happens to the empire and there's just people power grabbing and all that but it's it might be easier to have peace when everyone has one person they can focus on and then when things kind of shatter like who are you fighting against and what what are you doing now with the britannians you might be right like there might be like how many (laughs) how many kids that guy have you know like there's there's so many kids that were all military leaders somehow and uh they, I mean, Cornelia is still out there. I, I remember when Cornelia was like the hot new villain,
0: you know, early yeah. in season one. And she's still out there doing stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like you could easily have like some of them trying to power grab, but it mm-hmm. might also be a tough thing with everyone kind of uniting against Lelouch and having that kind of moment be a piece. Like, I don't know. I don't remember. Did they say how long peace went for or anything at the end of that? Because it's.
0: I don't think so. I, I think that the epilogue is pretty vague in terms of time scale because like we we see like a wedding photo and we see Valletta with her kid. And so like there's some and that's fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. the ending to the TV show. It doesn't have to be. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you specific don't have to be precise
1: with any of that yeah. necessarily. But I would kind of relate. And at least that part initially, like I was saying with like Star Wars and The Emperor, like they have some kind of quote unquote piece where there's not mm-hmm. just like all the people under this tyranny. Um, it's sometime later in like the newer movies when there's like the new First Order and they've started gaining power and stuff doing bad things. So I could look at it as like that. But instead of the emperor in, you know, that uh, was his name, Charles, right? The, yeah. the emperor guy, uh, instead of him being the enemy, like Lelouch takes it upon himself to lead Britannia and then be so evil and has all this tyranny of taking over you know doing all this stuff but people hate him so much that mm-hmm. that's like everyone can have an, a common goal of like well, he's gone, things are better now. screw this idea we don't need some <laughs> leader like that let's all have peace and be a be a people of whatever bring back Japan instead of uh uh what was it area eleven and area eleven you know yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff so it it can kind of work but i also can see like well how long can that work because when you have those kids out there being you know military leaders gaining power slowly over time i could easily see a new like first order new britannia kind of coming up and doing another thing which maybe that could be where resurrection or something like that right right where the resurrection movie goes
0: we don't know i don't know
1: but it could be you know yeah did you ever play, um you're
0: making me think about the this kind of idea, right? Where you, you everyone's united against the Great Evil, Great Evil's vanquished, mm-hmm. kinda what comes next. And I always feel like one of my favorites is um
1: Final Fantasy ten two. Did you ever play ten or ten two? I did not. Um okay. I've played seven, kind of. Okay. Um I, I never fully finished that one. I got into the crater. And then I mm-hmm. couldn't beat the boss, and then you couldn't get back out of the crater, and <laughs> right, I was like, "Dang, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck here." Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so then that's i never it. played. Yeah. It again.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. That's extremely. You know, it's, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a big fan of them, but like, but just in, in that one, you know, in Final Fantasy X, there's a big villain. Mm-hmm. They get rid of the big villain, and then in x you start out the game with a lot of factions that are vying for your character's attention because all those factions want to become. The new ruling, the new ruling class, because the old ruling class got exposed as a bunch of frauds in the previous game, um and so it's kind of it's an interesting look and it's also you know fun lighthearted. Besides that, but anyway, Star Wars is also a a good comparison too. Um, It's certainly, I'm certainly no, I know, I my knowledge of Star Wars is constantly increasing. I constantly feel like I'm reevaluating as I'm going through the Clone Wars, but that could probably be its own podcast. Oh yeah,
1: the Clone Wars are great. You'll, You'll change your perspective on most of the prequels going through Clone Wars.
0: Maybe, you know, I, I, so the, the podcast that, that I mentioned earlier, they rewatched the prequel movies as a part of before they went into watching the Clone Wars proper. Sure. Um, and that I, you know, I thought I, what I thought I would think about the prequel movies, I was wrong, but not in the direction I thought I would be. (laughs) Uh, I liked three more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. And one and two, I disliked more than I thought I would. It was really weird. I don't know. Um uh, the whole subject of the prequels and what people think of the prequels and was it nostalgia what do they think of them now that's a lot of discourse oh, <laughs> and yeah. I feel like it's only gotten more complicated after the sequel movies Sure so I'm sure you're well aware
1: Oh yeah yeah for sure No uh, <laughs> uh, as far as Clone Wars and stuff I'm going through with my family now cuz mm-hmm. a lot of the kids haven't watched it but we are doing chronological through all of Star Wars so we did okay. like the first two movies now we're doing Clone Wars chronologically and mm-hmm. we're gonna go into the third movie. We also have Rebels and uh, Bad Batch is coming out. So like I'm coming going out I'm going through yep. everything, going all the way up. It's gonna be like next May before we finish everything, because we're yeah. only doing it like on Friday, right? So
0: that's a good that's a good pace anyway. Sure. That's not yeah. you
1: know we we kind of have like here's like you know here's these three episodes that's an arc. We're gonna watch these three episodes mm-hmm. and then so Clone Wars is taking us a little bit because I have like it's anywhere between like it'd take us sixty minutes to watch these to it'd take 120 minutes to watch these. You know so but it's fun good times yeah
0: no it's it's i've definitely been pleasantly surprised uh with watching clone wars i was i i had memory i had a memory very weird i had a bunch of friends who worked in theaters mm-hmm. and when the clone wars anonym movie went through theaters uh for some reason we got to go see an empty amc theater we saw clone wars for free uh and as college age kids we did not like it. It was emphatically regarded as like one of the worst things we'd ever seen. Coming back to it now, I don't know what I was on
1: about. It's fine. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's pretty. It's it's, yeah, it's essentially it's three episodes tied together into one movie, yeah, but pretty it works much pretty yeah. well. But yeah, no, Star Wars is easy to bring up, especially when you have like an emperor and you have an emperor in code mm-hmm. kiosk, and kiosk, Then you're like, well, what happens when these, these rulers fall? And it's like, well, that's what I think of initially. So it's yeah, just no, for sure, for sure.
0: All right, let's. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else I want to make sure uh, to grab. Oh, so let's get. A, I, you know, let's get some more Goran Lagon. I feel like we've done a lot of Code Geass. You know, we know we know you're a fan
1: of Colin. Know you're a fan of the, the Gorans. So I think we oh, already yeah. covered.
0: No, Colin. Some of I don't
1: know my- Colin was one I just like. I, I liked her a lot. There's a weird thing with Code Geass though, where I I mm-hmm. loved and didn't like those, like, uh, the high school stuff, right? Like, they're going to school, mm. but they're saving the world. But I gotta make sure I get my test done, you know? It's like, is this really that important, Lelouch? Like, do you need to do this right now? Or So, uh, but no, Colin was one. I don't know why, but uh, her being, like, this great pilot and stuff and standing toe-to-toe with a Lancelot most of the times, and mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun, like, seeing how she progr- I, I think I liked her more than Lelouch, even though he. Oh, he's back and forth where it's like, anyone oh, good. she's so good, but then it's like I'm gonna use a volcano and kill everybody, you know. And it's like, well, that was a good plan, I guess. It works for you for what you needed, but <laughs> it just—it's something Colin wouldn't do, you know. But
0: right, right. No, it's—it's. It's, I think it's funny too because I almost feel like Lelouch just destroys the earth is kind of a meme that gets tired, you know. Because <laughs> you're—you, it's funny. You said volcano, so I'm pretty sure. If he says volcano specifically, but it's not the only time he uses a mountain, you know, to to blow up the enemies or or just like the land in general, um, sort of a recurring meme uh, in that show. Uh, Weird, I don't know, (laughs) it's weird, but but I do agree. I would think Colin is easy to root for. You know, she starts out as a freedom fighter Mm -hmm. in a rundown oppressed area and ends up as the premier pilot of the strongest mecha in the show. And that's just an easy,
1: easy arc to root for. Sure. Well, one that was hard, but uh, Valletta, there were times Mm -hmm. where I also like, I was so with her, but then I was against her. But I'm like, you know, she's kind of right most of the time. Like, there's like this thing with her where like, you know, she gets that amnesia and everything and you're Mm -hmm. going through the storyline with her. Like, that was another interesting character, too, but Kogias has a lot of interesting characters where, like, I kind of rooted on a lot of them at different times, but then also rooted against a lot of them at different times, too, so...
0: Yeah, I i, I liked... I think Kogias is a show that did a, a, a good job of putting characters in a lot of different situations, mm-hmm. um, but I think it had so many characters, and it also had a focus on Luch and Suzaku. Luch and Suzaku do the most development are in the most dramatic scenes uh and i think it's kind of to the exclusion of some of the others because i feel like i feel like there's a lot that happens off screen with a character like valetta right like sure. we don't get to see those dramatic moments when she's like you know what i am gonna go commit my life to being with Ogie or you know any of those, yeah. situations, like, those are big moments and we don't ever really see them on screen in the way that we see luch's big moments on mm-hmm. screen
1: no for sure Dude, also, I just thought about this now. Talking about my favorite meccas, Uh can I can I go back and say I Please. love the pizza Mecca?
0: Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> <I> <laughs> percent. Oh,
1: a- I need a pizza Mecca, You know, that's what see
0: that—that's the stuff I think that makes the school scenes worth it. Like when you have the hijinks, like Arthur steals the zero mass. Oh, the, ca- yeah, the, the
1: cat. Yeah, <laughs> the cat. Yeah, yeah, the cat. Right.
0: The 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 pizza
1: robot uh, C two getting stuck in the trailer full of tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dude there's definitely Code Geass was also one of my first ones that had like as heavy of fan service as it did (laughs) I didn't have I I haven't you know I've I've watched Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood Mm -hmm. I'd watched uh, My Hero Academia like Code Geass definitely had the most probably the most fan service I've seen so far in anime um so like that was definitely something that was uh took some getting used to and definitely made some moments in the reactions too where it's like okay here's where we are why are we showing this angle of Colin inside this mascot costume? Why not? Why? Why, why are her clothes vacuum sealed? Like that was. <laughs> I think it was uh, my my
0: co host Ignis, who said that like, every scene Cornelia is in her her pants are just like vacuumed up her ass for some reason. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> well, why, we don't, don't really, really know why. Like why, why is it like? Why is it? And we know why it's like that, but like you know, we still we still ask why. Uh, yeah, it, it's we we certainly remarked upon it too, and that's actually one of the things that. Um, you know going taking a break between the first season and the second season mm-hmm. because of the time slot difference apparently you know and you're you're probably aware of this but i think generally the idea is that the um you know the the the, the sexual elements get turned up for the daylight time slots Whereas for the evening time slot, there's more acceptance for violence, and so R two compared to the first season, I think on on total, I mean, there's still some violence, but like there's less, you know, bloody massacre Mm -hmm. and more, um, you know, bikinis.
1: Yeah, when was the uh, uh, Yuffie right? (laughs) When was that one? I was in season one. Was that in season two? uh you 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 feening you oh
0: euphemia yeah
1: like or, when she had the moment oh, where the, code the and it's like kill all the yeah, kill yeah. All the Japan. That's, that's season one yeah oh man that man oh, man talk about like a blood, tragic right? end for blood. yeah oh that part we got me so much I'm like this is yeah. terrible and like and like there's nothing lelouch could do about it he's just like all right well right. the magic misfired yeah you know he's so he just had to take advantage of it Ah. Uh. Because they were so yeah. close to peace, I feel like there and like oh, mm. this is so good. And like this can't happen, right? We at that point we knew there was another season. It's <laughs> like, well, what's going right. to happen then? <laughs> so talk about like a tragic end to a character. Like I, lo- I that character was great. I loved I loved mm. her. Like she was just like she was one of those perfect characters. I feel like where it's like she was doing all the right things. Mm. So like her dying like that tragically is like that. I feel like that's the way you got to take that character just because she was so good for all the people and she wasn't evil and malicious. Like some of the other like uh, siblings and stuff were, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. I think with, I think, yeah, that's a good example of code Geass. uh I, I think when you had that sort of like peak moment of tragedy was often code Geass at its best mm-hmm. when it was like, just when everything is going okay, suddenly you discover that your best friend is the pilot of the the enemy prototype,
1: you know, like that kind of moment. You know, then when 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 Code Geass lands, I
0: think it's really the, the height of Code Geass.
1: Yeah. And and it kind of goes with that sem- like high school kind of thing a little bit, too, in, mm. in ways, you know? It works with, like, I think of Power Rangers. We're like, who's this Green Ranger? And he's destroying <laughs> all of us. Like, oh, he sits next to me in math class. What? <laughs> how, how could this be? <laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, all right. I did want to get a few more Goran Lagan takes. I, I had two two takes I wanted to get for Lagan. Uh One is, I, I find there is a dividing line in Goran Lagan on whether people like the show more pre or post time jump, right? There's a big uh. time jump in the middle of the show. Uh, in the, you know, in the first part, they break out of their underground town and they defeat the Lord Genome and save the Earth. And then in the second part, they discover the threat is actually the anti-spirals and then, you know, proceed to break most of science mm-hmm. on their way to saving the the universe. Yeah. Um, But see, the part two is a lot darker. You know, there's a lot more, I think, despair, some harder moments in, in part two. And so a lot of people can prefer the sort of uh, more of the fun. Obviously, there's still a sad moment in part sure. one. Did you have a preference for, for one or the other?
1: N- not really as a whole um mm. i think if i was gonna have to pick one of the two i'd probably say the first half was my favorite more so just because maybe because of some of the light-hearted silly things and um not quite as dark but still like overcoming some kind of you know they they go it's like oh man we got to get out of this hole and then get out of the hole and it's like oh man we have this one mecha guy in front of us we have to beat and then they beat him and they're like oh and it, it just keeps going like It kind of reminds me a little bit of Digimon where like Mm -hmm. in Digimon like, oh, we're stuck in this digital world. We got to get out. Oh, they're in our digital world. We got to do that. And it kind of just kind of keeps going a little bit as they haven't really solved anything because they just all they did is they keep realizing there's a new thing. Um, And then once they like achieve that, you think because they save the world and stop the whatever. And then you get to the point of like, all right, well, we're going to time jump ahead. And you know what? You didn't do it. All you did was actually you screwed everything up (laughs) and you got to you got to fix what you did um so some of the some of the things i like more too with like you talk about the darker stuff the season two stuff with some of the um a little bit of like the backstabbing and stuff and like oh it was simone is now a bad guy it's like well, is he a bad guy no you he just he's trying to do the best he can he he's just he doesn't know this world he didn't know there was aliens in the sky or whatever yeah. that were gonna
0: destroy the earth no, you know no one knew the moon was going to attack yeah you didn't know any <laughs> of this
1: stuff so um but no like the idea of like like the first half of the season is like a lot of it too is just learning what this world is and mm-hmm. then once you get into the second season it's like well none of that really matters anymore <laughs> we're gonna go to space <laughs> so True. I would probably just, say the first half was just cause of the more fun comical mm-hmm. stuff there's just some things there's definitely one episode that stands out where it's like what the hell were they doing in this episode which I think they don't even have on like Netflix or anything it's like I found the hole it's like what <laughs> what are you doing so uh the whole i think it's a spa episode or something like that right like oh uh, that the bath episode yeah, I, the, think, I think it's episode six yeah yeah that, yeah yeah that was uh do they not have that on netflix really i don't i think they don't have it on netflix i think oh, uh weird. i think it was rick uh was watching it at some point he was like i'm gonna rewatch a uh garen Lagan. i'm like okay mm, yeah. he's like we, we want re it they don't have that episode on netflix and i'm like mm. okay but they have episode four <laughs> i was like oh yeah uh,
0: which the one the one that no one
1: likes, yeah, for good reason
0: <laughs> yeah I, I don't I don't know whatever that's fine, I mean episode six is is you know a little a little pervy, but like Goran Lagon makes it pretty fun, I actually like I can't even be mad, yeah, <laughs> you no, know i mean it's
1: it's there's that pervy stuff there, but then there's just something about Kamina being like, all right, fine, I'll do this, just take away those boxes, please, <laughs> you know, like what are you doing? this is so ridiculous, <laughs> but it was also fun, so.
0: Did you have uh, like a favorite character from from Goranlegon that you I mean I, I cuz it's I, I feel like Simone kind of steals the whole show uh by by the end of it in terms of the journey that he goes on but did you have any any favorite that you would point to?
1: Um I mean I want to say Yoko because mm-hmm. there's also this thing especially on the channel where there's like a redhead thing that I have and there is sure, a redhead. Sure. Um but she also had an amazing <laughs> gun. <laughs> you know, I love oh, yeah. I love the way like she would use that to like maneuver Would you with the season two when she's like a teacher <laughs> and then mm-hmm. she just like whips out this giant guns. Like I got to go save the world. And he's like, well, that's great. I wish that that's was a great my teacher. sequence. <laughs> and she pulls out all the old tools of the trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was definitely one that was a fun character to have, uh, just in the show. And as like, uh, you know, she doesn't even really pilot for the most part. Like usually she's just like, I'm going to kill robots with this giant gun that I have, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not until they get to space, so they're like, okay, fine, <laughs> we'll put her in a robot. Everyone then. pilot something, please,
1: because we need you mm-hmm.
0: to. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun for <laughs>
1: sure. There were some of the uh, the uh, I don't know the side character pilot guys that were really cool. Like I love those, mm-hmm. like the twins or whatever that were always just yelling and screaming and stuff oh, too. Yeah. Like,
0: oh my god! So I, the Dikorim Brigade is usually how they they name the team. I, I, I'm. Oh, man I should I should figure out the uh the name for it, the, because they are really good they're really that whole brigade is really fun and actually, what's interesting about that too is that I think this and this is something I think that y- y'all might have mentioned uh in the, in the reaction there are there are compilation movies uh that retell the story and i mm-hmm. I don't think as many of the Digerid Brigade go down <laughs> as really? they do in uh in the t v series which is um which is interesting because I don't know, I, I, you know, they're certainly heartbreaking scenes, but like mm-hmm. also they feel a little, a, a little bit essential uh, too.
1: Yeah. For oh sure. yeah, Jor- Jorgen and Balonbo. There you go. Okay, Eric, I found the names Jorgen, Jorgen and Balonbo. No, yeah. they're very good. There's definitely some of those side characters that are like their pilots or the guy who just always yells and pushes the button. You know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's Attenborough. <laughs> I love Attenborough. He's <laughs> like, very just, good. There's just some of the side characters that I'm like they're not super. I mean they're important enough to be in the show mm-hmm. to do what they need to do but like they're not the main characters but they're so fun as like these side characters that are just helping and stuff so
0: Yeah they they really do put the team together e- even if they even if their whole thing is this one little comic trick mm-hmm. it still works that right it contributes to uh, the
1: the whole effect Yeah um uh, what's a oh man uh, Steve Bloom's character in that uh sort of the Oh hell. uh Leron Leron right like yeah. I like him he's the guy he's like you know we need to get across this water. Put some flippers on this robot. We'll get across there, you know? I like, <laughs> all right. If it works, give him a paddle. Put some flippers on. We're good. So, like, I like him, too. He's a good one. There's a lot of really good characters in the show for for it being, what, like, 22 episodes or whatever it is. It's not super long. Yeah, 20, it's like 20, 20...
0: Yeah, I want to say it's 26. But, no, I mean, Leron, I think, is, is a really interesting one because Leron kind of exists in this uh, middle ground where Leron's doing all the science stuff, but at the same time is like... Not not fussed when you know Simone breaks reality. He's like,
1: you know what? I expected that. Let's just yeah. just go with it. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, the the villain, uh, Lord Genome, mm-hmm. was pretty cool too. And I like uh, I like going in. The one thing I really like about uh, the second half of the show is the utilization of him. I thought it was really cool. The one thing I don't like about the second half was the weird. Uh, what was it like? Was it Boota turned into like a person animal thing and i was like yeah. what the hell is going on i don't <laughs> understand the what big this is of spiral energy you know <laughs> like but then it, i felt like nothing really came of it it was just kind of a weird moment to yeah. have i'm like all right
0: yeah It it is kind of a moment i, I forget if, i forget exactly if it's a consequence from that buddha is kind of a, a mysterious artifact from
1: throughout that show mm-hmm. um i, I like <laughs> i don't know i wish i had something to say about that <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what you i did like the idea that he had like uh I mean he did some there was some weird usages of him as a whole like he's like all right mm-hmm. eat his butt and you'll get a little bit of power energy right. all right sure whatever um sure. i did like that he had like energy stored in him at one point that was enough to help power up the mech to be able to like get past a point i was like that's kind of mm-hmm. cool but then they used it to get even further and turn him into a person or something i'm like now i don't understand <laughs> like i was with you up to here <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is definitely one of the weirder effects of uh of spiral energy at the end of the show. Uh but you know, I guess that's them them's the breaks in, in Girl and Lagon. Were you like generally on board with uh like with the ending and you know in terms of uh like what happens with Nia or Simone just kind of bailing from society? What was the, did the ending work well for you?
1: Um yeah, I think so. I think it worked pretty well with like, you know, for, for what they could, everything kind of they they got the earth safe. And they got kind of Mm -hmm. some semblance of like humanity can move on even for these people sacrificing and, you know, all the all the things that you have to have happen at the end. And uh, I, I didn't have any issues, I don't think, with that one at the end as far as like, well, this doesn't make sense or I don't think they should have done this or that. And I thought it worked out well enough. I mean, for a giant, for for all the scale of stuff that they did for that, I'm like, you went this far. I'm, you're good now, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I, in terms of like the delivering the spectacle, you know, I think I think Lagan certainly uh, delivers on that. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and the other parts of it too with with, with Simone and the uh, you know, I th- I think it's bittersweet, but I think that's kind of the right effect, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you become the anti spiral and you just
1: freeze evolution for all time and you don't develop. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I think I think I was happy with that one. Um I might I think that one's easier to go along with maybe than uh Code Gills's ending, you know, where you're mm. like, Oh, does this make sense or not? Or is this where they should have gone with these? And I think uh, I think Code uh I think Garen Lagan might nail it more so than Code Geass does.
0: I think uh, you, you would probably get agreement on that from the other co hosts and Mechanations, and certainly from me as well. So <laughs> <laughs> that's certainly that's uh, you know, we can all we can all sign that one, uh, and, and see where things go. Certainly, I think Code Geass, uh, the the guy who writes and directs that, uh, has more in store for us, you know, in the future. So I guess perhaps perhaps Code Geass will be retcon from here. Sure. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I think that's that's about it. Now, where should people be looking for your stuff? What is the primary places to consume the Blind Wave content?
1: I mean, one thing is like we have our website, blindwave uh, com. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go there and that pretty much has movies, shows, everything. You can look through everything there. We do have a YouTube channel, which is called Blind Wave as well, Um, which is probably either of those two places are where you can find pretty much links to anything else you want, whether it's our Twitch or our YouTube or our mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So I would say uh, YouTube.com slash Blind or BlindWave.com. Either one would get you to pretty much all of our stuff whether you're for anime live action both whatever
0: and of course whatever whatever platform uh you know you're listening to us on check the show notes I will be including links you know to the website to the YouTube Twitch Twitter etc uh so of course you can grab whatever your your favorite thing is down there uh Aaron thank you so
1: much for giving me all this time yeah no problem thank you I appreciate it it was a lot of fun I, I- I talk about anime and stuff a lot too, but it's usually with three other specific individuals mm-hmm. and never with like anyone else for the most part. So it's fun being able to kind of venture out and talk about a few other things.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely, I definitely appreciate this chance to, uh, you know, to get in the mech with you. And hopefully, you know, God willing, we'll, we'll get through, you know, hopefully future listeners will be through this pandemic and we can all get together and do fun stuff again uh and and go from there and so i think that will probably be signing off for Mechanation's flashback uh, i'm sure whatever the mainline content is coming in the future will be will be coming surely next week so hopefully you enjoyed this flashback episode uh, again i was your host pmc trilogy uh until next time get in the mech